Today, we help celebrate the release of the new album by Womb by talking to two of the three members, Cello Forrester and Georgette Brown. It's the band's second album for Flying Nun, and it's called Dreaming of the Future. Now, please meet Cello and Georgette. I'm Georgette. And I'm Cello. Hello, folks. So, um, there's a third party. Uh, where is... Where is he these days? He's bailed out? <laughs> um, he is doing actually a lot of errands for us. He's running around doing some stuff in preparation for our tour tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah, we're and we're excited to go on tour and everything um, because, yeah, we the last time we went on tour was for our EP last year. So that was like in the winter last year. So, yeah, it'll be fun to get to go back on the road a bit. It's a short tour, but it'll be fun. Right. Cool. So the previous album came out in 2018. Uh, and of course, in the meantime, we've had COVID and all sorts of stuff going on. Is that the main reason why it took so long? Or do you guys have other things going on as well? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, you never know how <laughs> things would have panned out. <laughs> but um, pro- I, think the, I think COVID definitely did change just the shape of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I think also for us, it's important like we never wanted to like rush anything. And if we weren't happy with it, we wouldn't have wanted to release anything. So yeah, we're a bit pedantic. <laughs> what are you, what are you uh, were you getting pressure from the label or from family and friends or fans or anything um, to do something? I feel like some, some friends are like, uh, like, are you guys still a band? Like <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, no, we were really lucky with flying then because like, Every now and then I'd, I'd like send them like a frantic email being like, we're not done. Mm-hmm. And then they would be just so encouraging and um, very like adaptable to our time frame. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. So if I remember correctly, the previous album was recorded at the wine cellar, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think you've done that again. Tell me the circumstances around the, the making of this new record of dreaming of the future again. Um, I think we kind of just wanted to try a different process. Like, I think with any kind of, like, music we're making, we just want to keep on just experimenting with new ways to approach making the sound. So big thing was, like, I guess, like, this time we've, like, worked to a metronome, which we obviously did not in the last time. <laughs> so Georgie's been amazing, uh-huh. like, drumming to a metronome, which I'm always really impressed by. <laughs> um but yeah and then and then that meant we could work in wellington as well um, where we live and just go up the road to our friend bevan's house who ended up being the person to record with us and produce it with us um so yeah yeah it was a place called uh, circle blue studios yeah somebody bevan's place so tell me tell me what the place is like working Um, it's really beautiful. It's like uh, out the back of his house, they built a little recording studio and it's amidst their um, herb and vegetable garden. So it's quite dreamy up there. Mm-hmm. And Bevan's been our friend for a while and, and collaborator and it's really nice and easy to work with him and he mm-hmm. just let us take our time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we went up there a lot over the last couple of years and was a really enjoyable experience and all of his flatmates and partner are really lovely as well. And, uh-huh. and when you went into the studio and did you have the songs all sorted out? Do you knew what you were going to do? Do you know, did you have an idea of what <laughs> you wanted to accomplish or how, how did, how did it get to be 
what it is now? Um, I feel like that was one of the funnest parts about working with Bevan because um, he was definitely willing to have it be a scrap and turn it into something from there. <laughs> so yeah, at, like some some songs we probably had like a fuller idea, but a lot of them also we've like recorded a lot of them just at our house. So we'll right. kind of end up giving him something a bit more, you know, that's gone through a bit of development already here at our house. Um, but yeah, kind of things went through many changes <laughs> as they many changes, through right. years. <laughs> Uh-huh. So I see the opening track is something called Sylvan's Song. Mm -hmm. And then I was watching the video for Oceans, and there's somebody named Sylvan in the video. Is that the same Sylvan? Yes, you have done your research. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. It ties it all together. Yes. Tell me how it all works together. Tell me all about um, it. <laughs> Sylvan is like a really good friend of all of ours. They're like a really just important person in our lives, I guess. Um, right, right. And the song, Sylvan Song, is it's actually a song we wrote like for our mom. Um, and like I, I wrote the lyrics. It's like, it's kind of like, um, it's about feel like being non-binary and just like, I don't know, just like processing some of those feelings. And Sylvan has been like a really important person for me in all of that. They've just been like very like supportive. <laughs> It's written for our mom, but it's dedicated to Sylvan. Yeah. All right. And so while we're on this similar subject, tell me about the song Oceans and making the video and all that stuff. How much do you get involved in uh, doing that? Um, Oceans was, uh, oh, the video is something that uh, Charlotte, like you, your cello had the first kind of idea that sparked it. And then Hezzy was like, let's make a rain machine. And so we like, we right. making this um, kind of art, it became like an art, a practical art object because it, it's a spiral and it actually works as well and we didn't know if it was going to work and yep. um, that was all Hazzy's kind of design and yeah so we kind of came up with this concept and got our friends to be in it and um, Martin Sagan directed it. first fight in a relationship and it sprung from there really <laughs> and it like right. kind of just like in in the actual real life event me and the person I was seeing drove to the ocean and that kind of like was the thing to um help us through that time but then I guess in a more symbolic term than thinking of oceans as like quite healing forces so right that's kind of where that song came from and with the video, we I kind see. of wanted to start, um, like the three of us wanted to kind of step back a little bit um, from being the, the main people in our music videos. And right. so we're, we just kind of took a little bit of a backseat mm -hmm. role and let our friends kind of be the stars, which was nice. 
Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. And while we're on the subject of videos, there's also one for the Dove, uh, which just came out a few weeks ago. So why did you choose to do that, a video for that? And you know, what can you tell me that I need to know about the song, the video, everything? This different dads the same mum and um, mm-hmm. my dad uh, passed away in last the end of last year and then Charlotte uh, wrote wrote the dub for me and for my dad like it's kind of like a yeah a, a gift or a yeah a, a brief ritual and then um, we decided that I should uh, be in the video as this kind of like dove-like or angel-like um, being for yeah for for me and for my dad so it's just like a kind of and the guitar in it is a gift that my dad had given cello years ago that we use in the band and that they play uh-huh. on so it's like a, I can't actually play the guitar but I'm just pretending <laughs> to play <laughs> which is very still obvious. time <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to make sure that my dad would have um, like really liked aesthetically in terms of the video so. All the images, right. things that he would have resonated with. Yeah. Right, That's right. Well, it kind of leads me to what I was going to ask. I mean, the, the previous record came out a while, four and a half years ago, like you said. So everyone's gone through a lot of changes in those four and a half years for various reasons, which we don't really need to bore people with, with what they are. But so as a band, how, how do you think, how do you look back and see how you were then compared to how you are now? Are you are you a different group of people of, of artists? Um, well, I mean, this is a slightly different timeline to your question, but recently we've um, realized we've been in a band for seven years, and on right. that note, we were kind of just thinking of like that theory of like all the cells like regenerating in your body every seven years. So we're like, oh yeah, no, we are a completely new band now. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, but now I think there's. There's like elements um, of the first album kind of sewn into this new album, but yeah, I think we've all changed for better or worse <laughs> in that time. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of new versions of everything, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything to add? <laughs> I'm uh, looking at you. <laughs> so much has happened for everyone. Four and a half years. It's yeah. A long time. <laughs> that, yeah, we're probably completely different, and what we, yeah, what we're going to put out now is would be would have been very different a long time ago. But right, yeah, right, right. It's yeah. interesting, especially like lyrically, like the songs are just completely um, personal, especially to me. Um, so right. each album really does exist, kind of like as a record of that time. So you know, people can take their meaning and have it translate into their kind of own worlds. But for me, I'm like, oh, that's that exact moment. And it's really precise. And it's really special for me to like have like a record of time in that way. Right. So the record's out tomorrow. The tour starts tomorrow. 
it's a whole new world out there, <laughs> or a weird old world out there. What, what are your feelings about all that, about stepping out and being a band again? Um, I'm excited mainly. I like playing live is one yep. of our favorite things, yes. and yeah, we've been working across the last couple like weeks and months on a new set, and um, yeah, like it will be a completely different experience from the actual album. It will sound completely different as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're that's what I was thinking. I was I was going to ask how the rehearsals go and how do you do you try to recreate the sound that you make on um, the records or how how do you approach the live thing. I think we're more like partial to making it be quite a different thing because mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, like the way we record is like maybe like picking up a one little instrument for one part of the song and it's just never going to translate into a live thing. Um, so right. Yeah, it's just like, I guess the, I would say the live performances are a bit more like emotionally charged as well and that's, I guess, well, yeah, I think we've probably just been working on like making that a full space for that, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we're also just really excited right. to get out there and um, like a lot of the people we're playing with are our friends and people that we haven't seen in a while and we're excited about that element as well, mm -hmm. like the social element of sure. touring. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Now one other song I want to touch on was Some Setting Sun, They're just kind of weird, kind of backward effects sounding thing at the intro of the song. So with that in mind, who, who kind of, is there somebody in the band that is responsible for the kind of weird production touches or do you all contribute to that stuff? Guess I could take it slow Take time to let it fall Instead head first hour into yours And how it fell with you Under a spell with you I touched the earth um, I, I would say we definitely all have a hand in it, but um, with with that specific song, I, I wish Hazzy was here to prop himself up, but he's very humble, so he probably wouldn't anyway. Um, but <laughs> um, he, yeah, he does all the kind of like special ambient kind of touches, all the synth. Um, so yeah, with yeah with that song, I mean, like that's like a pretty like classic folk song and then once I kind of had done a little kind of demo of that I gave it to him and he just made it a really different song um which right. I love and that song is also really special because we got to work with Ben Woods on that song um so those are his vocals there in the middle of the song which yeah the song like felt really empty and then once we gave it to Ben it was like oh this is an actual song now like this is this is everything we needed <laughs> yeah very good excellent uh, so, I mean, yeah. Oh, I have to ask you about mushrooms, I think. Uh, Georgette. <laughs> I just have a note that I've written down. So <laughs> What's the deal with you and the mushrooms? I'm dying to hear it. I just, I've always just been kind of obsessed with them my whole life. But in the last couple of years, I've actually uh, started going out and looking for specific mushrooms with the help right. of our naturalist app, mostly. Um and right. uh, some books like as well. Shirley Kerr is a really good um, mycologist from here who's made an amazing book. And uh -huh. yeah, I just am really, I just gravitate towards them and it's changed. The, the way that I've been doing it recently has kind of changed my whole um, yeah, perception of everything 
Mm. It's hard to verbalize. Something Georgie told me on like a mushroom walk that I was on with her once was that mushrooms like to grow in the path of destruction. And that like always stays with me as like, I guess like symbolically right. what mushrooms can do. Mm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and I got to imagine there are versions of mushrooms that are unique to New Zealand. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. There's quite yeah. a few. and But my favorite is actually probably everyone's favorite, but the Were Were Kokako, and it's like the blue um, mushroom that's on our $50 note. And oh, right. Yeah, we're the only... If, I've ever, if I'll ever see one again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the only country in the world to actually have um, fungi on our money, so it's just right. special. And it is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. They're not hallucinogenic. I think I, think I saw in the States... They're trying to uh, legalize some of the uh, more psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have an opinion about that? <laughs> yeah, I reckon they should definitely be legalized everywhere, um, and not criminalized. Criminalized in any way. Right. Um, yeah. That's what I think about that. Too. <laughs> do you have an opinion on that? Very good. <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, this is exciting. Uh, uh, so you're going to be back up at the wine cellar later on in the month, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, yeah we get to play for our um, show in Auckland. Um, yeah, and just like pay homage to Rowan and everything. It'll be really fun to be there. Mm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, good luck with everything tomorrow Thanks, with the yeah. album, the gig. Uh, it's it's bound to be fun because. It's going to be kind of like a reunion. I, you probably haven't seen a lot of the folks that are fans and stuff, and they want to commiserate with you. So that'll be great. So good luck with everything. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you.